Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Halton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. I hope you are doing well. It's been a great start to the year for the Irish Fire podcast. Already there's been a couple of great interviews and I'm pleased to report that there's a couple more top interviews coming up. I thought it might be nice to cover an individual episode, although truth be told, I do always try and keep you guys updated even in an interview episode. Things have been progressing nicely. It's a very interesting position that we are in now in our fire journey where we don't have to save and we don't have to work full-time if we don't want to. This makes it all a little bit more exciting because it means that any full-time work that we do or any savings we do are with the right intentions. There's been some interesting realizations recently. I was going for a walk and having one of those nice long reflecting moments and I realized that in many ways there's a little bit of selfishness to the fire movement in the sense that we're looking to I guess build a big pot of money and look to retire without necessarily any thoughts on some of the greater good that financial independence would bring. Namely the fact that there's various financial contributions that we could be making to various organizations to actually help them out. There certainly comes a point where whilst we don't need to work to cover our own expenses, we could be working to cover income needed for other organizations that we're passionate about, mainly charities and various other sports organizations or even local schools. So we recently found ourselves donating some money to a local sports club as well as to our children's primary school because we could. We felt like they were needing some much needed funds and there was an opportunity for us to do that and we had the means to do it. So it's a little bit of an interesting turn on where we're seeing what this whole fire thing allows us to do. It's not just about early retirement and the money aspect really does give so many options when it comes to what we can do with it. And that kind of realization that we can help a lot of people outside of our own families. So on to today's episode, I wanted to do a little bit of money spending and intentions of spending. I think sometimes within the FIRE movement, we get labeled as cheap and frugal. And I think that that's actually quite a misconception. Part of tracking expenses and getting on top of your spending is that we can spend with intention. In other words, we are spending knowing that what we're buying is something that we want to actually purchase and we understand the value of it. Getting good at spending is a habit. Now, interestingly, ourselves as a family are actually at the other end of this now. We're trying to spend more where it makes sense. We've been saving for so many years and spending so wisely that we're now at a stage in the fire movement where it's okay if we spend a little bit more money. However, the work needs to go in first to be able to do that. So this is a little bit of a quiz episode, if you like. So I'm going to be giving a bit of a situation for each of these scenarios, and you can work out in your own mind what you would do, and then I'll give my take. And what's interesting about all of these is these are all real life examples. So all things that I have heard or been part of firsthand where I've either had to offer advice or most of the time just let the bad habit pass and have a quiet chuckle to myself knowing that it's another bad example of money spending. All right, so here we go. Sally's lifelong dream is to go to Paris. Her 40th birthday is coming up and she asks her husband to bring her for her birthday. 
the total cost of the trip will be 2,000 euros. Should they spend money on this? All right, so of all of these questions, there's a little bit of assumptions that we need to make, but we need to answer the question based on the information that we're given. So we don't know, for example, their income or their current debt or their current savings, but we can only base it on what information we have. And the answer here is quite simple. Yes, they should absolutely make that trip. It has been a lifelong dream of Sally's to go to France. And this one was very comparable to the great part of the Daiwa Zero book where the colleague who he lives with goes to Europe for the summer and borrows money from a loan shark and has a time of his life. And for me, this is the same one. You only get a big birthday every 10 years. It's a trip of a lifetime that, that Sally's probably been putting off for many, many years. And so they should definitely take it. And ironically, this one is actually my own wife's so and my situation. She turned 40 there a year or so back and that was her dream. And so I took her to Paris. And she still talks about it today and will for many, many years to come. All right, next one then. Harry is late home from work and doesn't want to drive the extra 10 minutes to Aldi. He's thinking about pulling in for a takeaway instead because it's too late to cook. Is this good use of money spending? All right, so we're all tempted by this one every now and then. And there's always this temptation that tonight's just too late or I'm too tired or there's no food in the house. There's always a perfectly good reason to not cook from home. However, this is a habit that should ideally be removed. We cut out buying takeaways back, ironically around when COVID set in, in 2020, because at the time we just didn't want to risk getting the germs, which I know seems kind of silly now. But because of that, we got out of the habit of buying takeaways. And the truth is you can cook a home meal, even for five, for relatively cheap, depending on the meal. And it can be quite a cost saver. In fact, when I was reflecting recently on our family cutting back around 20% of our expenditure, then assuming that our expenses were, say, around 3,000 euros pre-cutting back, we're looking to cut back around 600 euros a month to get that 20% saving. When you look at your typical subscription costs that we waste and other various money that we waste by simply not being conscious with our spending, we can definitely cut out another big chunk of it on takeaways and eating out. And so really, when we reflect on it, cutting back that 20%, may not be as difficult as we think if we can cut out some of these convenience habits that we can get into. So for me, for Harry, this is a definite no-no. Pull up your socks, son, drive the extra 10 minutes, get your food shopping in, and you'll be better for it in the long run. All right, so the next one. Tom likes to make a weekly bet on a sports game. It's only 30 euros a week, but it kills time. He doesn't often win, but when he does, he celebrates by going out to dinner. Yeah, the old gambling trick. And unfortunately, I do have a friend who's got really caught up when it comes to gambling and it's horrible to see the addiction but he does celebrate by going out to dinner and the funny thing here is that he doesn't actually see the pattern he bets to win to go out to dinner from my side i'm like well hang on a second surely you could just save the 30 euros a week and then go out to dinner say every second week and probably do quite well for 60 euros every second week so there's definitely an element sometimes where we see bad patterns and money literally being thrown away because of boredom and because of bad habits. And it's these sort of things that we definitely want to try and address. It will make a huge difference. All right, the next one here. Mary's dream is to have straight teeth. The cost is going to be 4,000 euro. Should she spend the money? So again, this one's very similar to the first one. It's a dream for this to happen. So definitely get out there and make that happen. Sometimes in life, it is okay to YOLO your money spending. To do it based on that concept of you only live once. Because in this case... Mary's had bad teeth for many, many years. She's afraid to smile. And it's been something of a lifelong dream to change. So absolutely, 
that's a good use of money spending. All right, Steve wants to remortgage the house to pay down some consumer debt. Is this a good idea? Unfortunately, banks will often recommend this as a potential solution to a credit card problem. And the big problem with this one, we are taking some bad debt and rolling it in to what is usually a good debt to be paid back over the next 25 to 30 years. And the interesting thing with loans and mortgages is that the cost of them are banked on earlier rather than later. So it's really important when we think about a mortgage or a personal loan that the cost is largely in the early stages. Back when I made the mistake of purchasing a house in Australia in 2007, the mortgage payments were around 2,700 euros per month. In the first year, we paid roughly 35,000 euros into the mortgage. And of that, 34,000 was interest. It was horrific because it was extremely difficult for us to cover that mortgage, yet we were barely paying off any of the interest. So by banking that bad consumer debt onto a mortgage, Steve will be paying that bad money off for many, many years to come. So what Steve needs to do in this case is actually just buckle down and pay off the credit cards or the bad consumer debt. Even if it's at a higher interest rate, he just needs to make it an issue and not let the easy option of remortgaging be the way out of this. Sometimes we spend money badly and we just need to grind our way out of it. And it's usually for the best in the long term. All right, the last one then. Christmas is coming up and Rebecca hasn't got any money saved. She is now considering taking a loan from the credit union. Is there a better solution to this? So for the case of Rebecca, we're going to do a multi-choice on this one. So she can either A, accept she needs to cut back this Christmas and reduce her spending. B, ideally use a credit card to get through Christmas with the goal of paying it down quickly rather than committing to a long-term payment plan. C, aim to plan for Christmas better next year or D, all of the above. Now this one is actually fairly obvious. Obviously all of the above here needs to be applied, but unfortunately we often see people go and take a relatively long period of a personal loan for these sort of expenses. Maybe a loan that's paid back over three to five years for one of those annual seasonal events. And it's not the solution because we're rolling that into years and years of having to pay that, months and months of having to pay back a Christmas that may have happened years ago. Money is never spent consistently. And I've always got a saying that every month seems to be just as hard as the last. But at some point when we're on this fire journey, we're going to need to just pull up our socks and go, look, we need to find a way out of this. That can mean simply grinding our way out of it at times, doing overtime, picking up overtime if we have to, reducing our expenses dramatically at times if we have to. It's not always easy. However, it does make a huge difference in the long run. I met somebody recently who was 65 and was talking about the fact that they had bankrolled some personal debt onto a mortgage. And they said something along the lines of, it was the stupidest thing I've ever done. I would have been mortgage free five years ago. But unfortunately, they'd worked out that they were still paying a mortgage down and would be well into retirement. Long-term solutions should not be used to handle a short-term problem. And as much as money problems do happen, and we find ourselves in tricky situations, we need to be thinking a little bit bigger outside the box. I'm not even against personal loans or credit cards. We have a personal loan for our solar panels, but that's one of those things where it makes sense because we're saving and we're gonna see a massive saving long-term from that. It's not like we just bankrolled a holiday into a personal loan. Likewise with credit cards, they can be super useful to get us out of an emergency or a rainy day situation but they need to be managed with care. The last two to finish off are a couple of nice stories and situations where I've had to spend money, but it's been for the 
better. So the first one was actually from summer last year. On the last night of the holidays, we did decide to have a takeaway. So we went and had fish and chips from the local fish and chip place, but we didn't have any tomato sauce. And I had always purchased the 75 cent bottle of tomato sauce from Aldi. So it's all our kids ever knew when it came to tomato sauce. But they were desperate. They really wanted sauce with their chips. So I went up to the local convenience shop, something I would never normally do. But what's going to be the problem of buying one bottle of sauce for four euro? The brand was Chef. And I took it back to the accommodation and out it came. And my oldest son absolutely loved it. I've never seen him so happy to experience this exciting new flavor. And it's got to the point where today we continue to buy the Chef brand of tomato sauce just for him because we know it brings a smile to his face every time he eats it. Likewise, a few years back, we went down to Ballybunion Beach in Kerry. And unfortunately, this has actually been banned now, but used to be allowed to have the little blow-up rubber rings on the surf. They've now stopped doing it, which is a shame, especially because our kids loved it and I'm quite a competent swimmer, so I was always happy to mine them and make sure that they weren't blown out. But they used to love grabbing the waves with these things. And this particular time, we only had two blow-up rings. And I kind of said to them, guys, just share. We're three kids. I said, just share. Take turns and share. But of course, whoever wasn't using the ring got really, really upset. So I eventually said to my wife, look, can you watch your kids for a couple of minutes? I'm going to go up to the local shop and see if I can buy another ring. I had no idea how much they would charge at a convenience store. But in the end, I went up and for eight euros, I bought a really nice rubber ring. And I was actually surprised that it wasn't as expensive as I thought it would be. We have great photos of our kids enjoying this beautiful summer day with the three rubber rings in the surf, huge massive smiles on their faces because I spent that extra eight euros. And at the time I was thinking, oh man, I really don't want to spend this. We're at a financial situation where we were grinding hard trying to watch every euro. But I'm so glad that I did that because it's given us this lovely memory to look back on. So hopefully guys, that's given a little bit of help when it comes to how we spend and how we look to spend with intention. We generally avoid impulse buying. We generally stay away from convenience shopping. But when we do spend, we make sure it's something that's going to bring us absolute happiness and make our children happy knowing that we are looking out for them and we are spending when we need to, but always with that intention and value in mind. As always, guys, if you have any questions on this episode, drop me an email at michael at firepodcast.ie and I look forward to catching you on the next episode.